0: We are now recording, and this is out now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron and Abe. He's—he's he's not here. He got called away at the last minute, but that's okay. Uh, we'll just—we'll just see what we can do. I mean, I, it might just be because there are too many scary clowns in this week's movie. We'll—we'll uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe that's why. He just, maybe that's the reason. You know what? I might—he might even try to edit that out since he's editing this week. So I'm just gonna pepper in the phrase "scary clowns" or why Abe's not here throughout the main review, so he—he'll be forced not to be able to edit it. Regardless. Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I normally discuss new movies weekly. We cover some various movie topics, jump into a mostly spoiler-free review, then jump back to other film movie topics. This is episode 357. 357. Yeah. And this week we're talking Dumbo, the flying elephant. Tim Burton's Dumbo, the reimagining of 1941's Dumbo. And joining me today to talk Dumbo, we have from Endor Express, powered by a magic feather, it's David, yeah? Hello, hello. And from Fast Film Reviews, he's fueled by peanuts. It's Mark Hoban.
1: Hi, everyone. <laughs> are you fueled by
0: peanuts? <laughs> you, you just put in the hose, and you get the, right, you get the diesel peanuts, and you're good. Okay. <laughs> it, it adds up to me. <laughs> How are the two of you doing today? Doing good. Oh, very well. Good. Glad to have you both back here. Glad to have you on, as always. Let's get into it. Let's talk about Dumbo in a little while. Before we do that, let's get to some show notes. Uh, Let's see. First up, our commentary track for The Matrix is up on iTunes now. Why The Matrix, you say? Well, as the day of this recording. It is the 20th anniversary of The Matrix. That's right. 20 years ago today, 10 Things I Hate About You opened in theaters on the same day as The Matrix. That's true. And yeah, we have a fun commentary track. Me... Brandon Peters and Scott Mendelson all talked about the film. It was a lot of fun. You can find that up on iTunes. Speaking of which, you can go to iTunes, search for our podcast. You can find just that commentary there, and also give us a rating and review. That'd be great. You can spend a little bit of time uh, telling us what you think of the show in star and written form. So thank you in advance for that. Uh, what else? Last week we had, <clears throat> excuse me, last week we had a couple of episodes focused on us. We had our main uh, film review for it, as well as a bonus episode where Abe and I were able to kind of dig a little further into it. Uh, those are also on iTunes, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun talking about Us, as well as the movie Us. And yeah, what right. Yeah, what, <laughs> what else? I see what you did there. Yeah, it just happens. Um, let's see. Actually, Mark, this might interest you. The Summer Gamble is coming. It is coming soon. We're, all, we're, we're almost at Avengers Endgame, which will be, of course, the start of the Summer Gamble. Uh, so keep that in mind, because yeah, Abe and I, as well as many regular guests, are all going to participate as far as trying to predict what are going to be the biggest grossing films of the summer, uh, and that's always a lot of fun. And, um, you know what? A little news on my it's, end! It's, it starts there earlier every year, it seems. I mean, presumably, <laughs> this will be the last time for a while, until the next, like, Avengers Mega event that has to open a week earlier, so they can ideally get the highest-grossing worldwide box office opening of all time <laughs> record. <laughs> but uh, until that point, we'll just assume that everything goes back to, like, May 2nd or whatever it is next year. Um, I got a little news on my end I want to share as well. I am now a apparently an official Tomatometer approved critic on Rotten Tomatoes, on Rotten Tomatoes for whatever oh, that's worth. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah really, good for you. That was a nice uh, little thing <laughs> to like pick, pick up in an email finally. Uh, so yeah, now I can uh, apply past reviews to movies to lower or heighten their uh, Tomatometer score, <laughs> sp- specifically the ones that are at 59 or 60%, just because I like to watch the world burn. That's, that's where I'm at. Uh, but yeah, uh, good news there. Uh, let's move on. Let's get to some Know Everybody, where each week we ask each other a question or two, try to set the tone for the podcast, I better get to
2: Know Everybody. Know
0: Everybody. I got you in. I wrote you in. Uh, <laughs> I have a question for you guys. What's your favorite circus attraction? What do you like to see at the circus? Hmm.
1: I, I hmm. like the acrobats. The
3: be my favorite. Yeah. yeah, it's been ages since I've actually been to the circus, but I guess the modern circus is now Cirque du Soleil, right? So, yeah, it's all about the acrobats and the, all the things that we physically cannot do because we are not in shape. <laughs> That's the reason? <laughs> or we haven't had the training, maybe? Yes,
1: yeah, but... something tells me even if I was in complete tip-top shape, I don't, still don't think I could like do somersaults in the air and things like that.
0: Like, hold your partner by, like, their nose with your thumb or something like
2: that, or whatever.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I guess the acro... Like, it is neat, right? Like, because, yeah, you're exactly right, David. Like, you don't... You have the circus, Cirque du Soleil is kind of the main type of circus thing you get now, which is largely about acrobatics. And you, you don't get, like, I don't know, a, a show, like, very specifically focused purely on the monkeys. Like, you have the acrobat seems to be, like, the one that's kind of taken over. You still have circuses. They exist. Not as many, I suppose, but yeah, the a- the acrobatics aspect seems to have kind of taken people by storm. Because um, yeah, it is a- it is a weird talent to like see be unfold, especially in Cirque du Soleil. You got so many different types of shows and what have you.
1: Um, yeah. Also, I you know those acts of the traditional circus where they involve animals, I I kind of wince at some of those things because I mean, like the traditional lion tamer where he's got a whip and he's like you know with the chair and all that I mean that's I don't even know if that is even happens anymore but that's not something that I really want to see so yeah I can understand that I want to see humans torturing themselves not animals yeah like surely there's a bunch of like clowns that could form into
0: the shape of a lion and they could get whipped or something <laughs> right <laughs> no is that, is that is that a note of that one that like <laughs> <laughs> note to clown whipping got it um, all right <laughs> That out of the way. That's how you play. Know everybody. Know everybody. That was good. Really delayed. <laughs> like I like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on now. Let's get down now quickies. Tm. Thank you. This <laughs> each week it out now fair and we talk about with with two. only Tm. All right. But, let's start with you, Mark. What what else have you seen recently?
1: Uh, oh, okay. So I I've, I've seen Shazam. And uh, I, uh, I really enjoyed it, actually. I was uh, surprised at how kind of upbeat and, uh, you know, enjoyable it was. Uh, I actually am kind of on board now with this DC Extended Universe. I, I, I really enjoyed uh, Aquaman, and I also enjoyed Wonder Woman. So that's three movies in this universe that I, I really enjoyed. Um, the rest of the, the film's not such a big fan of, but... Uh, yeah, I, I think this uh Shazam is it's much different than all the other films that they've done so far. It's definitely very jokey and I it may not, you know, charm everybody because it is a little bit more silly, but um I kind of I, I was down for the tone. I thought it was uh it was a fun fun enjoyable film.
0: I can't speak about the movie yet cuz we're going to do it next week on the show, but I will say I in terms of what the audience reception is going to be, I think this movie is going to be pretty big. I think the trailers for the film are doing a lot of justice to what kind of tone they want to set. Uh, let's put yeah,
1: it that way. yeah, well, it was, uh, it was smart. Of the, so Shazam, you know, people who are putting out the film actually uh, had it run early as sort of a special thing. I think it was in conjunction with Fandango. And that has sort of the the word of mouth is is very positive so that's kind of you know fueling this this actual release that's going to be coming up uh, this week and i i mean it's always a gamble you know because you never know what exactly people are going to say even if you think your movie is great but in this case it, i think it's it's been a really smart decision because it's largely positive i've i've heard virtually no negative stuff about it mm-hmm.
3: all right
0: well, David, how about you? What else have you seen recently?
3: Um, nothing, but speaking of Shazam, I did see uh, Zachary Levi at Disneyland yesterday. Oh yeah, was he wearing a yeah. suit? No, he was uh, a <laughs> <this, laughs> he was just a commoner and uh, enjoying himself with his friends and and all that. So, but right. uh, I think the last movie I saw was uh, Captain Marvel. So it's been. Uh, it's been a long stretch without the movies, for for sure, so I need to get back on What it. what'd you Did, think of Captain Marvel? I loved it. I really enjoyed it. All I right. mean, it's not, you know, I, I see a lot of people just kind of uh, compare these to, well, it's not as big as Black Panther is, and it's not meant to be. This is just, uh, these are different movies, and I think people need to go in with uh, the right amount of expectations to enjoy it.
0: Um, it is a It is a big Marvel movie. Yeah, I think it's apt to compare it to other big Marvel movies. Sure.
3: <laughs> you know. <laughs> but like, you know, I just uh, I don't I'm not on board with the there's a few people who are like this is absolutely the worst Marvel movie I've ever seen. Oh, know, yeah, like,
0: no, I'm not talking about those assholes. I mean, I'm, t- I'm yeah. just talking about <laughs> like, it's as far as uh, you know, the kind of comparisons that you're willing to make and, and even regardless. Well, how of would you, you, you from a How
3: would you compare
1: movie. it to like Ant-Man?
3: I would say they're on par with each other. Very, they're all very. Enjoyable.
1: Yeah. I, I would say it's sort of like in that realm for me mm-hmm. yeah. as well. Yeah, for sure. You, David, have you seen us?
3: No, I missed our screening and <laughs> so I haven't been able to go yet.
1: Okay. So I, I did see that as well and, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. It it's actually probably the best film I've seen this year. Or so um, I, I thought that was quite good.
0: Yeah, we're we're yeah. four months in now at the time of this recording, so yes, I would also say it is my favorite film of the year so far, uh, regardless of where that shifts. I,
3: I uh, still, Aaron, th- yeah. three months and 31 days. <laughs> I,
0: I I was trying to adjust for East Coast, or, time, but even like, then it doesn't technically work. Or, or so, just, just, three, yeah,
3: just three months, three solid months. <laughs> Almost four. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, let's see, I've seen a couple things, I'll go quickly, but I'll mainly mention this first one, The Highwaymen. Uh, do you guys know what this film is? It's a Netflix release.
1: I it, heard uh, about it. I don't know.
0: It stars, it, you might already be able to know where I'm going with this. It stars Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson uh, and Kathy Bates and John Carroll Lynch. There's a lot of character acts in here. But so it's, it's it's a story about the Texas Rangers who were responsible for finding and <laughs> killing Bonnie and Clyde. Um, which is a unique idea. Like, I like that as a setup. Uh, you, have the, you, know, you have the period drama element. You have something you can know as far as Bonnie and Clyde goes. And you have what many would consider uh, reliable actors. I'm not a Coster fan, as I've established many times on this podcast, but I like Woody Harrelson. Um, the film's directed by John Lee Hancock, who did well, Save Mr. Brilliant Banks, The Blind Side, uh, The Founder. Uh, and as I mentioned, it's a Netflix release. I did not like this movie. I wanted to, because I think the <laughs> setup is pretty neat. Uh, the idea of like having two kind of... Re- they're older... Obviously, the actors are older, but they're playing like kind of retired cops, retired rangers that are going after them. And that's a neat idea for a movie, especially when you think about Bonnie and Clyde, and you think, well, that story it always kind of gives them this kind of folksy angle as far as like, yeah, they rob banks and they, you know, shoot people in the face, but they're having fun. Right? Like, so this one's like, what, if, what if we approach this from an angle where it's not fun to be following around two murderers that drive across the country, uh, robbing <sighs> people. And that's what the movie goes for. The problem is it's just very ponderous. The movie's over two hours and there's not much to take away from it beyond, Hey, we're old and we're doing this job and it's unfortunate. Uh, I, there's some stuff to like as far as, like, you know, the design and what have you, and, like, Woody Harrelson's always fun. I think Costner, in regardless of my thoughts on Costner, he is doing, like, this grizzled old man accent throughout the movie, which was just like, okay, like, we're okay. <laughs> really trying to beat into this character, but no, I just, I wasn't big on it. Uh, yeah, The Highwaymen. Uh, I also watched Dumbo, the original. Uh, I think I'll... I think we can get into that more and we when we talk about the, the new film. Um and mm-hmm. I watched and I watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure for the first time in a long time, uh Tim Burton's first theatrical film. Um which is just a lot of fun. I, I yeah. are, you guys, are you guys fans that, of Pee wees Big Adventure?
1: I, I am. I, I actually that's a film that's really grown on me over the years. I, I think when I first watched it, I was a little bit like, What is this? Because it was just <laughs> There's not a whole lot of story, and and you just have to wrap your, and you know at, when I first watched it, it was, I mean, it was at the time, so uh, I wasn't real familiar with Pee Wee Herman and that whole like his character that he he was doing, um, so it, it's sort of a, something to wrap your head around. But you know now, I mean, after years and years, you're sort of you know you know that, and and I it's just kind of fun. It's just it's a real kind of it's it's it doesn't you know try to aim for the fences. It just gives you this little sort of quirky kind of uh adventure and it's it's kind of neat the way that it 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 does kind of keep things very simple
0: yeah it it does and it has a lot of a lot of what burt would do more in his films including danny elfman going wild and his his score for Wee's big adventure is so much fun but it has like it has two big sequences that i just I, I just crack up at always, and one is the tequila scene at the bar with the bikers. I think it's just hilarious, and another is towards the mm-hmm. end when there's like the movie version of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and like
1: James, oh, right. James Brolin is playing Pee-wee Herman. <laughs> it's just it's really right funny. <laughs> the way they reimagine it,
0: yeah, it re- and he- it
1: also has it has one of my favorite sequences in any uh, Tim Burton movie where he's in the uh, the truck with Large Marge, uh-huh, yeah. and she's this ghost story, and I won't spoil it. But there's a there's a moment in the part of the story where she turns to him, and there's this moment, and it's just so unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun.
0: Yeah, So yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure holds up quite well. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. Uh, all right, that's enough cookies.
1: Jim, thank you.
0: Let's move on, let's get to our trailer talk, where we talk about one of the newest movie trailers of the week, what we thought of it, what have you. Uh, This week we're talking Toy Story 4, the fourth Toy Story film. Yes, uh, this movie's been in production for, it seems like, a while, and it's finally hitting theaters in June, it still has Tom Hanks and Tim Allen, Uh, it returns Annie Potts' Bo Peep to the mix, and I'm sure all the other toys are back in town again. Um, David,
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> nod to uh, the old old posters.
0: <laughs> David, what are, your, what are your thoughts on this Toy Story Four? Where, where do you think this is going with this trailer? <laughs> <laughs> so there,
3: there, there's there's a lot of things going in my brain when I first watched it and when I first heard about it. the The question was like, you know, bringing Bo Peep back. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. You're acknowledging something that has most people probably forgot about. and
0: <laughs> Since she was bringing... just written off in the third film it was
3: yeah. like, yeah, Bo's gone. What about that? Huh? <laughs> you, know, you know, Andy's not going to keep her around in his chest while uh, going to college and stuff like that or high school, but uh, you know, so bringing her back is cool. How they are making her kind of <laughs> this action hero now makes me feel a little weird. Not that I don't mind women being empowered and strong and These kinds of characters, but you know, when you're a figure that is, you're supposed to be a lamp. First of all, (laughs) it just doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't. That doesn't gel with me. So I'm curious how they're going to handle that. And I hope they have a pretty good excuse, or you know, someone who's been living in a collectible shop for so long. Maybe they, maybe they get rewired. I guess, and I guess Buzz Lightyear is a pretty good example of that. Who used to be a toy soldier or space ranger. Mm -hmm. And now he's acknowledging that he's a toy. Mm -hmm. So I guess we're acknowledging that toys can change personalities and personas, but it looks, it looks fun overall. And a lot of, I've been talking to a lot of people. They've been saying, well, the third one was such a great ending. I hate this. I, you know, it's just the cash grab. And for me, I don't (laughs) think, I, I think the third one was the best, opening for more stories he gave them away to another a little girl that can that has a better imagination than he did than andy did so you know why not have more stories so i don't mind a fourth one but i'm curious <laughs> it, the the whole thought of uh, building your own toy out of a spork and yarn and and play-doh or something like that 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 brings in some other questions that i am not comfortable talking about yet but i don't know but it looks it looks fun and marionettes are always super scary and i'm glad that they're kind of <laughs> like super bad guys in this movie or whatever they are i don't know so i'm excited i'll watch it
0: mark what are your thoughts on the trailer for uh, toy story Boy?
1: i mean i'm open to it because i love all three of the toy story films so i you know am i'm interested in these characters and and it was a little hard for me to figure out exactly it looks like the plot is pretty complex i mean there's something like you said the uh is it sporky or or fork forky Forky. which is just like
0: forky yeah he's a spork but he's called forky (laughs) yes
1: Right. And then so this is this little created thing that the girl has done. And then it looks like he gets lost or something. And then uh, Woody goes out to find him. And then perhaps the rest of the group then go out to find Woody. So obviously, you know, they're going to get to go out into the real world. It's a road trip movie. I mean, they could do anything with that. So it's kind of like, you know, it's a blank slate as far as where the story is going to take you. Um, But uh yeah i mean i I, i'm i'm open to it i mean if if it's not i would be surprised if it's like terrible uh if it's if it's less than you know less than the the third one or the second or even the first then i i I, that wouldn't surprise me because so far they've they've really been hitting it out of the park with this series but i mean as long as it's you know an enjoyable uh Romp, Uh, I'm there for it, and I I think these characters are so beloved. I can't imagine that it's not going to do well.
0: Yeah, I I I largely agree with everything you guys have said. As far as if you're making it, it seems like of the franchises, I think Pixar would be. It'd be weird for them to like miss with their one of their marquee names like Toy Story. It seems like this is one where it's like you want to put all your effort into making sure this works, or else why do it? That said, you could say that about even then i mean, fighting dory and incredibles 2 and some of the other less so i guess the Cars films but those ones are like they made billions like they, they, they certainly did their job right of how much people like those movies that said i like both of them quite a bit even if it's not as much as the first ones uh but yeah toy story 4 it's hard to think that like this series would suddenly like go screaming downhill it seems like if it's yeah if it's just a fun romp that's Kind of probably still going to be really enjoyable and accessible. Um, I am also with David as far as my biggest concern being the nature of what it means to become a toy. As far as <laughs> having a spork and you put eyes and a mouth on it and it's alive now, I want to. I, I'm so fascinated by the mechanics of this and where that goes and if that's explored at all in the um, right. But I, I guess maybe it's a matter of like a child or a. Person putting some kind of like soul into this thing beyond just applying <laughs> an aesthetic right. to
3: it, right? Well, what, right. What about so, toys? Yeah. So what about toys of like little stoves and kitchenettes that don't have eyes and mouths? Are uh-huh. they alive? Or do they have personality? Well, see,
0: so far, right? Because like, what, like the what is it? The the Speak and Spell? Like that thing's alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could talk. He could talk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I. I think this drama is going to sort of, you know, delve into that. And it's mm-hmm. probably this sort of, like, existentialist, you know, quandary as to, like, what is it to be a toy? So, Which,
0: which I'm excited about as far as if we're going to make more Toy Story movies. I like that it's, from at least from this trailer, it seems like it's trying to do something. Like, it looks like Woody's trying to examine his status as a toy as well. Which you could say is kind of par for the course. But even Toy Story 3 basically remakes a lot of what Toy Story 2 did, so it's like, we can, I'm looking forward to this as far as whether or not it goes in a new kind of direction for the Toy Story verse and what it means to be a toy, Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, the movie's been in development for a while, so I like like that, and you know. You get those reports like Tom Hanks and Tim Allen were, like, weeping in their recording sessions, and it's the saddest of Toy Stories, which is, like, a weird thing to look forward to. I can't wait for the new Toy Story movie. It's going to make me cry a lot, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, Toy Story 4 opens in theaters June 21st, the same day as the Child's Play remake. I like pointing that out because that's fun. Like That's just that's, that's fun. Um, <laughs> but, uh, all right, let's move on let's get to it let's get to our main review for Dumbo welcome
2: baby Dumbo We're all family here, no matter how small. Her. Take Dumbo back inside. But she's his mom. Do something. He needs us. Look at me. We're gonna bring your mama home. He doesn't look like magic to me. to believe in them You can do it Dumbo Sure
0: That should have been some of the trailer for Dumbo. The announcement of Tim Burton being attached to Dumbo makes sense. Here's a director who built up his early career with films focused on lonely outsiders and outcasts remaking an animated film about an elephant different than all the others. Add to that the chance to put in yet another take on strange circus-centric visuals and you have the latest feature from the imagination of one very influential filmmaker. Fortunately, this new Dumbo has more of an original story to tell after summing up the main beats of the original... Sixty-four minute film, but was it enough to make this endeavor worthwhile? Even with the likes of Colin Farrell, Michael Keaton, David Green, and Danny DeVito, David, wh- where are you with Dumbo, the animated feature, and what do you think of this film?
3: I love the original animated feature. I know it has, you know, ish, problematic issues of of the time period, but in if you ignore if you if you're watching it now and you didn't know about the whole history of it. I don't think you would look at it as problematic at all. You would just kind of see it as a cartoon and there's these crows here who are actually the coolest people in the whole freaking movie. And they they gave the solution to, to Dumbo. They kind of saved him in a, in a way. So
0: we'll get to me, back to this kid,
3: yeah. <laughs> What's that?
0: We'll get back to this point. I, I okay. don't, I don't disagree with you, although I have thoughts on that, but go on. Right,
3: right, right. But you know, coming from as an outsider who, doesn't understand anything of of history like you know when i watched it it was just like hey they they solved his problems they kind of uh they were the cool people and and, and so anyway i I loved it it's charming it's super short very simple super cute and i for this movie this tim burton version it's just it's two oh, it's like two and a half hours and
1: I'm it's not, not a, two it's, and a half hours. It, it's 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 a little under two. Yeah. Okay, it felt like it, two. If, it half. felt yeah, like two. What want to say it yeah. felt that's
3: fair. We'll get there. But, yeah. But and like
1: spoiler alert to my review, it felt like, <laughs> it, felt like it felt like more. <laughs> so, and
3: then the what, what the beauty of the original film is that you have this cute little elephant who doesn't doesn't speak and he meets Timothy Mouse who does all the talking for him and helps him along the way. And Tim Burton's version, we have all these humans that are just worrying about themselves, dealing with their own problems. We have the, the stereotypical dad who can't talk to his kids for reasons. We have the emotionless children because reasons of being a Disney movie, I guess one parent has to go. Uh, there's so much. We have a, a, a villain kind of a villain who is more of a cartoon caricature than most cartoon villains are and then you just have dumbo waffling through all of this and not really being the the reason why anything is happening it's it, i mean it, it, he is the reason but you know you're not you're just watching this cruel act over and over and how many times do we have to get him ripped apart from his mom <laughs> it's like i was like geez we're doing this again uh, uh, and so overall this movie just kind of it, it's not that it's horrible it's its just kind of meddling but it never really rises up to the charm and the intelligence and the, the wit of the original animated motion picture and I think because he just kind of stuffed it with too many human problems and not enough of the elephant problems
0: alright yeah well Mark same question what do you do what are your opinions on the the, the animated feature and then what do you think of this new one
1: yeah so I, I I love the original animated film I think it's joyous and uplifting um, and this is not and it it, it I first of all I, I did not care for this film I actually I really I actually think it's pretty horrible uh, one of the things that, I mean it's you've taken this original sort of movie about uh, a character that it was all about him finding what made him different and then you know exploiting that difference and making it a strength and you know making everyone around him see like how great he truly was but and as David mentioned, this isn't even really about Dumbo. This is about a bunch of humans who have a circus, and then another guy, uh, Michael Keaton, who has a rival uh, amusement park called Dreamland, and his wanting to take Dumbo from this other circus and you know exploit him for his own purposes. So it really doesn't have a lot. I mean, Dumbo is. Part of the story, but he's more of a side character. It's really about these rival circuses, and it's just so depressing. I mean there's – I really couldn't say any of the humans were good. Uh, The uh, characters – the children in particular are like dead behind the eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah i i don't know why they were cast i mean i don't there's nothing you'd think that the children might be the one characters that could rise above it because they're cute and and they can sort of have a sense of innocence but they don't i mean they're just sort of like sad um but the whole production is sad so i I am going to blame tim burton for this i i I don't (laughs) really i don't blame the actors because you know I, i i think that they're they're doing what they've been instructed to do but aside from the fact that it's not even told from the 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 character of dumbo it's almost as if tim burton hates the original because he throws out everything that made it good there's a there's a part in the original where uh the mother spanks an unruly child with her trunk and that's what gets her labeled as the mad elephant that's gone uh there's a part where she rocks dumbo to sleep in her trunk like a baby it's a beautiful scene that's gone Timothy Q. Mouse, his streetwise but supportive confidant. There's a part where there is a little mouse, but it doesn't talk or anything. It just kind of runs by. It's not a. It's it not an intrinsic part of the sport. <laughs> it has a costume, yeah, but that's gone. Um, I mean, and Timothy Q. Mouse was it. A- very important part of the original film um the whimsical elephants on parade number when dumbo gets drunk that's gone i mean there's a little there's some balloon bubbles or i guess they're bubbles that look like but i mean it's just sort of you know the original so you say oh that kind of suggests what i saw but it, it it takes that that takes that out um I don't know. It just it it just didn't have any of the joy or or uplift or anything that the original had. And and even if you even if you don't compare it to the original, I just don't think this is a very interesting story. I I just think it was very sad and and depressing and you know just there was really nothing about it. I I, I think it's a honestly I think he desecrated the classic. So I I not not a fan.
3: Yeah. Oh, to bring go back to what you were saying. The you know the whole. Um, animal. You know, they were talking the, the animal cruelty thing. There was this character in the beginning of the movie who was just abnormally mean. You know, just to mm-hmm. to prove a point about you know, hey, don't be this guy. And it just kind of like the comeuppance of it just happens so soon, and it's just a throwaway character almost. And uh, it just kind of it's so cringy uh, the the way things happen in this movie and reasons. But I'll let I'll let Aaron. Uh,
0: talk about his side of it so i i mentioned i watched a- dumbo
1: actually there was one oh let me,
0: let me oh. go let me go i i i mentioned i just watched dumbo for the first yeah, time you're... in a in a while i haven't seen dumbo in many many years so i decided i'd watch it before seeing the remake and um it is a it's it is a good it's a good movie it's it's a really nice film it brought back a lot of memories um as far as like the soundtrack like clicked right in when i was hearing the different songs it's a great score i really like the music in dumbo and um it is an emotional film as well, which is impressive for, you know, a fairly short animated feature that has, you know, almost no speaking characters. I mean, it has, like, you know, you have the mouse and what have you, but, like, it's... Unlike this film, it's very much focused on, like, the animals and what they're doing and what have you. This film... It's, uh... <laughs> yeah, I got to replicate a lot of what you're saying. I think there are some interesting things and choices going on here. I just don't think the film knows how to handle them properly to make for a better experience. The the film it <clears throat> ideally like some like it sums up the original film in the first like third of the movie by basically right. allowing Dumbo to fly 30 minutes in which I think is a, right. if you're going to remake yeah. this movie, I think that is a proper approach because then you're like, okay, now there's some kind of reason for this to exist beyond just being a cash grab. It's like, okay, we have a chance to tell a, a, another story here to kind of round this out and give the give something to do for this as opposed to just being a shot-for-shot shot remake of Dumbo. Um, the problem is it doesn't end up being all that interesting, and it's a mixed bag in terms of what Burton's able to deliver. I would say that he seems like he's trying to do something here. Like it does feel like more of a Burton film than some recent efforts. That said I like I like the more recent Burton films that have come out. I know he, not to like to the degree of some of the you know, his seminal work in the eighties and nineties, but I I think he has more hits than misses in general. So it's a shame that this feels still like a lot lower. On the scale of Burton, because it's like, there's potential here. Like I said, I mean, him being attached to Dumbo makes sense to me. It just, yeah. once you get into this stuff, like, I think Michael Keaton, which is like, okay, cool. Michael Keaton's back in a Burton film. That's a great thing. I think he's terrible yeah, in this movie. that was good. I think he's mm-hmm. awful. Which when is the last time Michael Keaton's awful in a movie? Like he's usually usually like a highlight of your film, and I think he's yeah, terrible. Right. but I, but I don't think
1: it's just I don't think it's, I know, his it's, fault, just, it's, it's not, not just, his it's fault. Not just it's him. Just but terrible. I mean
0: he is he is going for some kind of performance, and it's like, ugh, right. this is it's he's not, not the guy to do this. It's not engaging, and, and so there's stuff written. like that. There's there's stuff like that. There's the other human characters that are all kind of a mixed bag. I think Carl Farrell's actually pretty great here uh, for what he's given to do. I don't, it's not going to be like this highlight role of Colin Farrell's career. but I do think what he has to work with. It's like okay, he's a he's a disabled veteran who has two kids, and his whole life's been turned upside down because his wife died, and like his the circus he grew up with is like in shambles, and so like him dealing with all that kind of stuff. It's like okay, there's there's stuff to work with you know here, what? all right. But yeah, his kids What's are kind the... of like a blank slate. I couldn't ever figure out their What's... names. The whole movie, I'm just like, oh yeah, he has two kids. I don't know who they are. Like, there's
1: it's just stuff Wasn't like that. Wasn't there something similar mm-hmm. in Christopher Ro- Christopher Robin? Was, yeah, that's, that's what like... I was going
0: to hit at. The the weird yeah. thing about these re- these Disney, for the most part, is, like, each of them seem to emphasize how, like, sad and disturbed all the characters are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, even, like, Mary Poppins Returns, which I quite liked, it still focuses on, like, Ben Whishaw's character being a widower who's trying to deal with work and family. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's this yeah. weird... But the other, the other weird common theme is... They're all this and Christopher Robin especially. They're so muted. Like the colors are so like dead. Mm-hmm. They're so drab. Yeah, they are. Like this, especially for our Burton movie. This feels so drab throughout it. Like the colors so washed out and saturated. Like it's weird. Like by you get an epilogue at the end of this movie involving the, a circus and it's suddenly like alive with color. And I'm thinking, where was that movie this whole time? I yeah. I guess thematically I understand what you're trying to do, but. This is a movie about a circus. Like, it should be fun. It should be fun to... And you're, and you're Tim Burton. It should be a fun thing to look at. Like, it should be neat and visually inventive. And there's certainly a lot of effort. I mean, this movie cost a whopping $170 million. Like, the production design's there. But I wouldn't say I want to, like, watch this movie again because of the visuals. Because it's so, like, dour the entire time.
1: Hey, Aaron. That I think funny. the color is dour. But I think that the production, it's like what you see is good. Like, I think they envisioned uh, Dumbo well.
0: Yeah, like, no, it, I was like yeah, as far as visual good. effects go, the Dumbo design is fantastic. Like, I think it, it you don't, you, I stopped thinking about how it's a CG elephant. Like, I'm like, okay, we just got an elephant here. Like, it's flying around. Good for him. Like, it looks great. David, right. hey, what were you going to say?
3: I was, uh, about the color and everything. They we were talking about the ending, it comes alive. What's funny is that they used that clip. In the trailer to
0: yeah, ice right? you
3: to go into the movie. <laughs> yes,
0: I thought that too. It's like, yeah, they have certain shots of an overhead. It's like, yeah, that's from the trailer. It's like they're really trying to fool you <laughs> with what kind of movie you're watching.
1: <laughs> but no, it my, like, off, Mark, yeah.
0: Mark, yeah, I don't disagree. Like, yes, the like the works there to like make it a a good looking movie. As far as yeah, we built all the we built some <laughs> stuff here. We have a great elephant design for our supporting character Dumbo the elephant. Uh, there's there's a lot of that. It's just the whole mood of this film feels like a gritty character drama when it's like this is Dumbo like the sad part should be involving the elephant and you've already reduced him to being like on the side so we can deal with Colin Farrell and Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito's fine in this by the way like he's, he's
3: whatever. I think like, he's a highlight
2: I'd like to offer you a drink but i all out of bourbon and cognac and scotch Not now. Is that a monkey in your desk? Just for emergencies.
0: He, yeah, I yeah I put him on the higher end of the. He was probably my favorite characters. too. Yeah, because yeah, I like DeVito, and it's like we don't get to see DeVito very much these days. Like he's just so it's like oh this is fun. He's a little spitfire. He's in
1: like,
3: Always Sunny.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so he's on he's on TV. And he does other stuff. He doesn't do movies too much anymore. So it's like yeah. oh, this I mean, is fun, I right? thought he
3: was uh, I thought he was appropriately overacting in in this movie that made it better than it was
0: yeah and i i wish i could say the same about keaton since they share a lot of scenes together because he's certainly trying to ham it up i just don't think keaton's the right guy to do like i i don't know if how many people are gonna roll their eyes if i say this but johnny Depp seems like a guy that could have nailed this you know <laughs> a well, i, I regular. think the
1: part was originally written for him i believe i wouldn't and be because surprised. of yeah. recent events they they recast it i, I that's my understanding well, that that wouldn't
0: surprise me if that is actually the case. But it's like Keaton just seems so out of place. It just it bothered me to the point where I need to keep mentioning it because like, why is Keaton such an outlier in this movie? I, I, so... And
3: I don't think Depp would have been much better. If I'm I'm trying to imagine him in the role, I don't think he would have. It it's just like it wouldn't flat feel character. out of
0: it wouldn't feel out of place. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, the writing doesn't help, but I am sure it wouldn't feel as out of place as Keaton does. Like, yeah, it just, it just sticks out. The other, what I think is interesting is what this movie seems to be doing as far as how you can read it because this is a movie produced by Disney and it's about a <laughs> giant corporation yeah. absorbing another smaller version of itself and, <laughs> and, kind of my and, mind. and and showing how evil that is. And it's like, are they, you got to be aware well, and, of and this, the corp- right?
1: <laughs> the corporation was an amusement park. Yes, I mean, that's like with, with an eccentric owner.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's, I, I can admire a studio trying to do something like that, but at the same time, they are like a studio that spent this amount of money to like show how cool they are, <laughs> and, like being this kind of group and like being aware of themselves being this kind of group. Like I don't know what to, I don't know what I'm I, supposed to read about that. But it's
3: I feel like it, uh, yeah, I feel like an an older Disney. Wouldn't have allowed this story to be told in this way, you know, where the whole amusement park at the end burns down to the ground, <laughs> yeah. you know, like there was some there's some chief up there in the past that would be like, hey, wait a minute, no, don't do that. But yeah, the, uh,
0: it's a weird it's a weird thing to read. It's like wait, so they must know, like you can't release this movie and not know that this is a part of it. So it's like so they're they're cool about that, but like what is that trying to say? Like I don't I don't know what that is. But that's the that's given that this is a movie about a flying elephant featuring a cast of eccentric characters in a Burton movie, I I guess I'm happy I can admire at least one aspect of it, which has nothing to do with any of those things, but just the the nature of the story, like that. Yeah, it's. But aside from that, yeah, this movie just feels like a feels like a misfire, which is unfortunate because I I did think that there was potential to be seen here as far as having Burton involved with this. Right. But what else? What what, what what Mark, what were there any highlights that you actually had for the movie? Like I know you liked the oh, design, he- like the dumb design like
1: yeah, so I, I did. I think I think the production actually. I mean, not color-wise, but as far as like envisioning the circus and the and the sets and everything. I think that was all done well. You know, Colleen Atwood. She's like so well known for doing costume design. She she does a good job. I think I think it is a good looking movie. I just think they could have amped up the color a little bit in order to make it not seem so sad. Uh, and then and then I did enjoy. To be honest, I my favorite performance was Michael Buffer as the ringmaster. I mean, that when he was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cute. And he's like doing a riff on his uh, catchphrase. So that's kind of fun. But yeah, those are my favorite things about about the film. Uh, And that's about it. I mean, the rest of it, I, I,
0: you made, you made an interesting point about the animated film and how it kind of sums up. I mean, I said it sums up that movie in the first third, but you pointed out how it doesn't even have like some of the major moments, like the, you know, the, like the jumbo rocking Dumbo to sleep or Jumbo doing more stu- like the thing, the things that you really remember Dumbo for. Um, it, it is, it is kind of, I mean, I get that you're doing like a reimagining of this and you want to like, I guess, progress yeah. somewhere different. So but at the same time, it's like, what's, there... what's the, what are we getting out of this ultimately? <laughs> like, uh,
1: I don't know if you're right. kind of replacing I mean, so some there's... key moments two sides i mean you could say oh you know there's one side that says i'm going to completely reimagine this story into something completely different and i'm going to show how creative i can be that's kind of what the choice he took or he could have just done it shot for shot and 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 uh, imitated it i mean i i guess i don't want the complete imitation but at the same time i think i based on what we got i would have rather had that because this this was so awful and and i think one (laughs) of i think it's significant that the story in the original film climaxes with his ability to fly and him you know showing the crowd and them like gasping in amazement that is a real climax there isn't – that doesn't th- – that happens early on, and then you're left with the rest of the story, and that's probably because the script isn't good. But I don't think the story was captivating. I, I was like, where is this going? And, I mean, we see it, it is really about these – this uh, evil sort of amusement park and, and Michael Keaton's character, how he wants to co-opt Dumbo for his own purposes. That's not I, that's not interesting. And and I, I could – even reading a script, I could say that's not – that's not – how we're gonna a good it, way to create the whole story. It's not interesting about having kind of a a moment of triumph that feels
0: like triumph for Dumbo, which we don't really get. We get like emotional payoffs for the characters involved, but as far no. as Dumbo the elephant goes, it's like yeah, like you said, he flies right you know early on in the movie. The rest of the movie is just him like what you know whether or not he'll get back with his mom. And I mean, for one thing, it's a Disney movie. You know he's going to get back with his mom, but also there's nothing. <laughs> right. There's nothing really significant about it. Like, there's nothing about that that makes you think, wow, not only did they take down the ruthless, corrupt amusement park owner, but also this happened. Like, there's no real this part that makes well, you feel something at the end. Well,
3: the problem the problem I had with even, even... Okay, so we all agree that the whole Dreamland thing was kind of a mistake in the way they handled it. Mm-hmm. But even then, all he had to do, all Michael Keaton's character had to do was... Um, let the elephant see his mom (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and bring a net to his um his trophy girlfriend or whatever you know like keep your people protected and everyone's happy and then you get your theme park and your highlight (laughs) and so it's just kind of stupid like
0: yeah they, they they sacrifice like reasonable character traits to like emphasize the The gross nature of who this person is. Like, it's like you could easily do these things and they would solve everybody's problems. Dreamland would be a continued success, and Max Medici would be like, hey, I'm a great ringmaster again, or whatever. He'd probably still fire off all the circus, but still, (laughs) at least the star attractions would get what they need to kind of not want to revolt against him. So it's. Right.
3: And it would would be interesting. You have to really power
0: that. You have to power the theme of, like, you know, being a. Presumably, self-made millionaire is bad. <laughs> being right. a being, an, being, you know, caring about an elephant is good. <laughs> like those are the sides you have to take.
3: I mean, it would have, it would have been more interesting had uh, you know we we saw at the end if Medici had hired all of you know Dreamland's ex employees and into his <laughs> super circus, you know. But we don't even we don't get that. It's not that clear. He's,
0: a, he's just a little family circus guy. He gets he gets his axe. That's you know, right. that's what matters. Like he's not gonna. It, hire. It, it, it's almost not going like to hire a it- Dreamland stormtroopers to be guarding his circus.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's almost kind of like they wrote it backwards. Like, okay, well, he's he's going to lose everything, so we have to go back and make him more hateable. You know, it's almost...
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It, I don't know. It's a, But also, uh, going back to the, the whole animal cruelty in the beginning of the movie where Jumbo supposedly throws a revolt... I feel like they're walking... They're hand-holding us a little too much as far as, like, oh, no, no, she's not crazy and she's not really the, she's not the bad one. It's this guy over here that's provoking her. And there was just there was a little too much hand-holding going on where, well, of course she's not the bad elephant, you know. Um, and it, it, leading up to Baby Mine, which is a huge moment, and I know from so many people that before they saw the movie, they said, I don't want to see this movie because I'm going to cry. And watching this movie, there was no,
1: there was no crying about. going yeah. on.
3: Yeah. yeah. It was just a throwaway, uh, side act ukulele song, and she he goes and says hi, and it's not it's not meaningful at all. It's not impactful. No, it's
0: not. well that's a that's a point but, I think we're all dancing around too. There's not much heart in this movie. Like there's the, I mean there's effort sure, and people showed up, and the, you know the designs are there, and everyone should you know did their job. But as far as you know, some kind of backing heart to kind of get your emotions right. brewing, I don't think any of that's present. I don't think there's yeah. anything there to connect you to this in the same way that people are still connected to Dumbo you know 70 80 years later
3: yeah and it's it couldn't be more clear than when at the end of the movie everyone all the circus performers like we came back to say goodbye one last time but they never had any moment with him earlier Mm -hmm. in the film to make that reason that ending emotional at all and it's just (laughs) it's just so stupid I can't I can't understand how this was made with so many problems
1: Mark, are you going to say something? Oh well, I mean, so I think one of the most famous songs from the original <clears throat> film is "When I See an Elephant Fly," which is sung by the crows, and they do sort of incorporate some of the lyrics about, you know, uh, I've seen a house yeah. fly, and but
0: and your favorite you know, character you don't get, says
1: those. <laughs> yeah, but you don't get the song. I mean, and I, I realize I didn't expect to see the crows. I, I figured that would oh, be yeah, excised, be. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. but I i don't know they could have i mean they could have reclaimed those characters too and and still done something to in in today's you know but i don't know whatever I, it, they just sort of threw some of the lines in there i think they acknowledge oh yeah that's kind of a a witty song you know and it's kind of fun and people do still enjoy this song but you know we we don't want to do the characters so we're just going to throw some of the lines out there and you're like okay you're reminding me of this the this, this song that i like but you you didn't sing it so it was i don't know
2: um, yeah.
0: I said I was gonna say something about the crows. And yeah, watching the original Dumbo, I was wor- I was cur- you know, getting up to that point, I was curious of like, am I gonna see it the way that some people see it now, or am I gonna see it just as like an addition that, you know, what it's trying for what it's trying to do? And I can say I don't think it's necessarily overblown. I do think the specific depiction going on is like, okay, yeah, I can get the, I can get the questionable takes on how you're utilizing these characters. But David, you're not wrong also as far as. You know, the the original Dumbo is full of bullies and people that are making fun of Dumbo. And these are characters are like, you yeah, know, this guy's cool. Like, he flies. Great. <laughs> like, what, what's <laughs> like, what's wrong with that? ears <laughs> yeah. Could be big ears. Yeah, sure. Why not? Like, I you you would certainly do that differently today as far as how you animate it and voice it and what have you. But as far as a movie from that time, I get it. I get what's going on there. I wouldn't say it's inherently racist, but I do I do see where that perspective comes from. But yeah, they also they, have they one of like us... They are likable characters. Yeah, they are likable. Yeah, because they're not dicks to Dumbo like everybody else is in the movie. <laughs> um, but I do like the song. I agree. And I, like I said, I like all the songs in the original. I, I never thought that this version was going to be a musical, but I certainly would have liked to have more of that here than, you know, dour mm. stuff involving the human characters going on throughout. The score from Danny Elfman... Um, it does incorporate some of the themes, like it does have the um, the Casey Jr. Uh, track with the train, which is like, oh, that's fun, and the, mainly because I just saw, I just watched this movie like a couple hours before I watched it, so it's pretty much in my mind as far as how the music goes, so it's like he's doing some stuff that's, you know, it's bringing up the themes of the original film, but...
3: Uh, we did get Baby Mine, too. We got,
0: we got yeah, we got the weird version of Baby, we got two versions, we got that, and we got Arcade Fire doing Baby Mine <laughs> the, right. the end credits. Right.
3: And, and- we did get the you know pink elephants on parade. Variation. Yeah, the pink elephant stuff. Yeah, uh,
0: that's what this movie could have used—a very trippy dream sequence in the middle of it. That would have uh, really spiced well, yeah, things up. Yeah, yeah
2: they th- could have really I, yeah, with all the I,
1: CGI and stuff. It could have been really spectacular, and I was expecting that. And then it was like this: these bubbles are what we're getting. Oh, that's it not. It could have been
3: really psychedelic too, <laughs> you know, with yeah. the Tim Burton style
1: and being
0: a <clears> three <throat> D Disney movie or what. Like I, I meant I said that like it does seem like. Burton's oh you know he's somewhat alive for in this movie cuz his specific style seems been it seems is regardless of how much i like that his past recent movies it certainly seems like his style's been kind of tampered a bit like tampered down this one it does feel like he's there but it feels like there could have been a lot more like this is better than alice in wonderland to me i like which is a movie i it's my least favorite tim burton movie but like it's yeah. There's more that he could have like done to really bring out like this is a Tim Burton movie. Like yes, having a trippy uh, psychedelic sequence involving uh, dreams and elephants, or doing I don't know, doing more of that mouse, or uh, just bringing in the songs or whatever. Bringing in the songs in a in a weird way where it's like I guess we're singing now and they kind of like have an attitude about it. Like I don't know, like any number of things to kind of counterweigh the sad corporate story being told in this film.
3: It it is funny because the, the original film, yeah, you, you we we talk about how he flies is is the climax and even the, the the circus ringleader guy, he's like he's talking about a climax for his show and it's Dumbo. And and we lead to that. There's a mysterious about like, can he really fly? But in this movie it's just like the kids see him and then the dad of course ignores them and it, it just kind of <laughs> I feel like it's just such a dumbed down way of presenting the ideas of of the characters in this film and
0: there's a give and take there I I don't disagree but it's like well we're going into a remake of Dumbo so we know this elephant is going to fly I guess it's just I don't know it's a tricky thing I guess if you're like dealing with audience expectation where it's like but yeah I mean I guess the bigger problem is there's nothing triumphant about it after you see it the first time, after that it's just like, yeah, hey, flies. Like that's just, that's, your elephant doesn't fly. Like that's our elephant right. flies. It's great, right? It's cool. We can just put I it mean, on the I, side I, here. I, I, I enjoyed I him sucking up flying. some
3: water and <laughs> squirting at the bullies, but uh, but yeah, it's just, of, because we've that, seen it's just, it so much before yeah. that it was just not. It wasn't big anymore. It well, there's, yeah, dramatic. there's nowhere
0: to take it, which is, you know, it's why the 64-minute animated movie ends when he flies, because <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's... <laughs> I guess he's famous now. Like, so what happens next? Well, this is the movie that answers that question, and it's like, yeah, he all this stuff happens, and it's just not that... It's not that, it's not that it, interesting.
1: Beyond the yeah,
0: meta-references yeah. meta to Disney as a company, it's not that interesting to watch.
3: Right, and then you see him back home in the jungle, and he's flying around. I don't know, it just doesn't... There's something just really... Uh... That,
0: that's when I was like, is this going to enter the Jungle Book-verse? Are these going to be a shared universe
3: now? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I was wondering. But if there was, then the animals could talk, and then I would rather see that version where we have to Oh, I'd
0: animals. watch the hell out of that sequel, where Dumbo's in the Jungle Book too, and they're all talking. It's like, <laughs> I guess I just never thought about it before. I don't know. <laughs> Did you guys like... Uh, I mean, I, David, you, you like Dumbo's design too, right? You, you didn't say Did you um... like the design of Dumbo.
3: It, to me so you you were you guys really liked it. i to me it was always a cg elephant and i think real saying, like, i didn't know
0: are... i'm just saying i think it you know if you're gonna make a movie that costs this amount of money it looks I, good
3: <laughs> i i it, but i think the realism is part part of the, what what bothered me about it is when you see him in that circus makeup it's just really it's really sad yes it is yeah, i agree but I
1: mean, so that part's sad in the original animated film when he's wearing that clown makeup. That's a sad scene in the yeah, original. But
3: it, 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 so. I mean, yeah, it's, it's humiliating is what it is. But in this movie, it, it, it just I just feel so bad. <laughs> you know, just it it's like it, because it's too real
0: i no, it, i get that it does feel it feels more real because you're watching what's basically a real elephant like with right with right. what that would look like with makeup on its face and being laughed at it's like yeah that's that's, it's a, lot. So, that's a lot it's to take
3: really years. sad you know it's like for the cartoon you know he has big ears you you the cartoon humans are laughing at it you know it kind of makes you just kind of like okay i accept that but when it's in a, such a real setting and it's just really mean, and
0: I think my my problem almost with both films is why is this so strange for people? He has big ears. What's the problem? I don't understand why why is everyone so it's you know, it's automatically cute. against it? Yeah, it's super cute. Who, like who looks at this? Like because they're saying things like "freak" and like whatever, and they're calling right. him Dumbo for God's sakes. And it's like what? In, he has ears. What's wrong with ears? Like of the yeah. of the weird mutations or whatever yeah. to have. have bigger ears. Is the yeah, problem?
3: There's buddy rabbits with huge ears. Yeah, because. And,
1: there's Go a ahead. scene, too, with Danny DeVito when the uh, elephant is born and he's like, oh, we got a bad elephant. The baby's born. And it looks awful. And it's like, it looks cute. Yeah. Exactly what I'm saying to you, what you guys are saying is mm-hmm. it, 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 it's a little hard to figure out why people really would be, react against this thing. is so like it's so horrific,
0: especially DeVito, you know. Four foot two, Davido, who has like strong men and, and like mermaids in his exactly. circus, and like the baby the elephant's point. the thing that gets his like last. <laughs> like I can't. Yeah. Bel- I, gotta, yeah, run a, I have... gotta run a show now but... with this adorable elephant. How am I gonna do that? What a what a nonsense creature. Might as well got a squirrel. Like what, what's going on here?
3: <laughs> and yeah, the whole the whole selling the the mom back and. I don't know. It's just what does selling the mom back have to do with anything? <laughs>
0: it's such a weird series of choices that they
3: make. <laughs> um. You know, the, the whole thing, like, oh, oh, you know, uh, let's—he needs less distractions. Let's kill the mom. It, it, there's just so much, just
1: <laughs> nothing makes sense. Even the idea there. that they were going to kill the mom is like, wow, that really, you're going to suggest that? That's like, I don't, I wasn't. I wasn't down for that. I mean I
0: like the emphasis on like how evil his staff is where he has one guy who wears elephant skin boots. (laughs) What? (laughs) (sighs) Uh. It go like if you're making those kind of choices, I just wish they were bigger. I guess I wish they were like, let's just really pronounce this and make it just like, like make it like a cartoon essentially. Make it just, just scream at you as far as what a Tim Burton film can do. Like I feel like a a '90s Tim Burton working with mostly practical effects could probably make this movie work really well. Like you could probably really run run away with fantastical production designs and like over the top characters because it all kind of feel like it fits. But there's something so clean about this production where it just it doesn't have nothing resonates at the end of it beyond like yeah, you know, the elephant looks good and Devito's having fun like there's nothing here that's like yeah we really we needed this Dumbo movie to happen it's
3: just, yeah it's also kinda... uh in the movie every every the, once they're in Dreamland and Dumbo flies and everyone's walking out of the theater really disappointed and pissed
0: <laughs> we we only get to see it for five <laughs> minutes that's not enough elephant time it's money like, ba- w- give me my we, money back we saw a
3: flying <laughs> elephant and and they're pissed, you know? It's like,
0: that, yeah, just... sure, I've seen something that does not exist elsewhere, but I did see enough of it. So, zero stars.
3: <laughs> this just sucked. Where's my... Where's Yelp? <laughs> you can read this right now. It's just, yeah, the, and the banker... I mean, I love Alan Arkin. He. I thought he was kind of a... <laughs> A uh, breath of fresh air. That was a fun surprise because Alan
0: Arkin, he's an Edward Scissorhead it's Like he hasn't been back in a, a Burton film forever. So like that's fun.
3: I don't know yeah, what he's doing good. here.
0: Like he just seems like, hey, what a hot <laughs> dog. Like that's
3: like his whole role <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like with the with Danny DeVito's character. It's just so. <laughs> I mean, he was a breath of fresh air, but he doesn't make any sense.
0: It, it's a. He's there just to like deliver a couple lines to Keaton. He's like, oh, you know, the money involved in this. <laughs> I'm a banker. That's my character. Hey, hot dog.
3: <laughs> yeah. Man. Any
0: other thoughts on uh on
3: Dumbo? I, well, I, I did like the score. I think Danny Elfman did a pretty solid job, but I would like more nods to the original because the original score was great.
1: Oscar winning. I, I will s I will say that the Dumbo actually, I think, is worse than the Alice in Wonderland movies, in, in my opinion,
2: yeah. because
1: I, I I think this feels like he has no respect for the original source material. The Alice in Wonderland movies, at least, I feel like he at least has some sort of you know love for the Lewis Carroll's you know work. This is almost like I don't like the movie, and I'm not only that I'm gonna spit on it. I don't know. I, I, I was, it it really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, I agree. I be, you know.
3: I hated Alice. I
0: think it's an, uh, if you want to talk about ugly movies, that movie looks terrible and it's
1: <laughs> and it like it. the first. You're talking about the first one though, right? Yeah, or the, the first second one.
0: one. The first one, no Alice and what? not the what, James Jamie Bobbit directed the second one, the Licking Glass. or No, the the first one. I just I really hated that movie. If I, that I looked like it yeah. that was it was it's weird for me to think that that's a Tim Burton movie because it feels like somebody trying to do Burton in that movie. Like
3: that's that's how I felt watching it. But I, mm. I felt like that was at least uh, respectful for the to the story, and
0: it does the yeah. same kind of thing where it's a, it's like a sequel to the story, which is like that's an idea that's a way to take it. I just right.
3: I, I, I wasn't in it. I, yeah, it's I, presenting a different take on it, and I hate it. I don't love it, but it didn't make me mad the way this this one does. Yeah,
1: right. the the That I just thought was maybe like oh I was expecting more, but I I didn't hate it
0: yeah i mean on the list of what is like almost 20 films like they're not that far apart from each other i'll put it that way <laughs> like, it's, it's not it's not like it's dumbo's climbed the ranks so far ahead of it but i i didn't no, have a, you're right. I, I didn't have a miserable time watching dumbo in the way i had watching alice in wonderland i'll put it that way
3: right i <laughs> think between i, mean. I think between uh, dumbo and, and winnie the pooh and maleficent i don't know which one i hate more
0: Oh, I'd put Maleficent at the bottom, for sure. <laughs> Maleficent's <laughs>
1: terrible. I, I, I would, I'd put Dumbo. I mean, it, I really did not like this film. At least Maleficent has, uh, uh, you know, Angelina Jolie almost doing like a drag character, and it's kind of campy and fun. I mean, I, I can get something out of that movie. This I just couldn't get in. I, there was not one human performance in this movie, Dumbo, that I warmed up to. And at least Maleficent, and what was the other one you mentioned? Winnie the Pooh, the Christopher, Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin. Yeah, Christopher. I yeah, that, that was that also. I, I I wasn't ecstatic about that film, but I, I I thought it was you know passable. What's the best of these? Cinderella and the Jungle Book. I, yeah, I would agree. The best of, of, all the, these.
0: of the live action ones of recent years.
1: Uh, you know, I really like Cinderella. I actually thought that was, uh, I thought that actually brought more to the story. I I was actually, I walked into Cinderella thinking, oh God, I've seen this story so many times. And, and and I thought they actually did a really good job envisioning that film. So I I would say that. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, well, that said, (laughs) when should people
0: go and see Dumbo? (laughs) David, let's start with you.
3: Oh, wait till Netflix or something. What you mean, Disney Plus? Oh yeah, Disney Plus. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly.
0: A, that's a real
1: debut. So, uh, Mark, how about you? Well, you have a skip it, right, or just don't yeah, don't dude. see it? What? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't. There's no reason. I love this where people say things like, "Oh, it's a horrible movie. I'll wait for Netflix." If it's horrible, you're never gonna. I I would never watch it. I mean, you know. I mean, I would watch it on Netflix if it's like something that's I don't want to pay a lot of money for, but I may get some enjoyment out of it. But if somebody tells me, "No, it's not a good movie. Wait for Netflix," I'm like, I'm never gonna watch it then because I'm not. I don't want to watch bad movies. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I would skip this. I'd rent the original. Rent, rent the original uh, animated classic. I think that's. Nice. It'll take an hour. And <laughs> you'll, it's you'll only saved, an hour. You'll save so much time. <laughs> it's it's interesting that that's even considered a feature because I think it's technically it's 64 minutes. It's and 64 minutes. I don't minutes. know what. So a feature. It's,
0: it's under 60 yeah. is the is the uh, the so-called length of these things. So it, it oh, just okay. it just meets it. Thanks to like the opening Uh-oh. credits, which is where you get that, that like four minutes right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Um, well, that's right. oh yeah. I I uh, yeah. The Disney Plus recommendation seems apt uh, for me. I would I would say that's the the place to go um, if you really feel the need to see this movie. I I don't hate it. I just it just it's just lacking magic. I mean, it has admirable qualities. I just think it's lacking something to kind of make it feel like a required. Uh, movie to to watch when it comes to Disney's cash grabs on these on these uh, live action remakes. Um Okay, well with that out of the way, let's move on now. Let's get to our um. Let's see what what time is it here? It's time for it's time for games. <laughs> yes, that is the improv theme for games, and uh, this week. Uh, We're playing a game called Burton's Peeps. Tim Burton's (laughs) Peeps. This is a game where I'm going to read the character names from different Tim Burton films and you have to guess what film I am referring to. So if you feel you know the answer, say your name and then the answer. Make sense? Okay. Alright. Here's the first one. Maxie Dean. Juno. Otho. Delia. Lydia, I have one more, but it's it's the title of the movie. Anybody guess it? Okay, wait. I, I okay. don't know. Beetlejuice.
1: Well, Mark. Beetlejuice. Yes. It's Beetlejuice. Yes, that's
0: the correct answer.
1: Well, that's. Uh, I guess I just don't know the characters from that movie. I thought Lydia would at least be a
3: giveaway. Okay, Okay. I wasn't sure how this game was working for a second.
0: Yeah, it's just the the names of characters in Tim Burton films.
3: Okay, I thought I was going to have to guess the the actor that played it.
0: No, 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 I'm just going to name a series of characters and it's going to lead up to
3: the movie. Okay.
0: Alright, here's the next one. Adolfo Pirelli, B.D. Bamford, Tobias Rag, Nellie Lovett, Benjamin Barker, Hmm. There's a Judge Turpin in there, I believe, as well. Some of you guys had a brush up on your Sondheim, apparently. <laughs> David. <laughs> David?
3: Is it the... shoot. Sweeney Todd?
0: It is Sweeney Todd, yes. <laughs> All right, here's the next one. Rude Gambler. I just like that. That's a credited name in this movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Professor Donald Kessler. Barbara Land... Marsha Dale, Jason Stone, President James Dale. Mark. Mark? Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks is the correct answer. I was thinking that.
2: Here's By a- the way, what do you
1: guys think of that film? I like it. Um, I like it too. I, I think it's a kind of a much maligned film of his, and I think it's actually, over the years again, it's another one of these things that I think is actually a lot better than I originally thought.
0: It's um, number eleven on my ranked uh, list of Tim Burton films, <laughs> so no, I, I like it. I enjoyed I, it I,
3: overall, even though it wasn't like perfect, but it was it, had, it was interesting.
0: I saw it twice in theaters. <laughs> I remember that. Um, but yeah, I, I I admire. It's like like let's do the let's do this giant movie with all these actors and just like kill most of them and make it like crazy. Like it, it's a, it's a fun movie. <laughs> Uh, next question. Next one. Uh, Notary James Hardenbrook. Magistrate Samuel Phillips. Baltus Van Tassel.
3: David? Yeah? Sleepy Hollow?
0: Sleepy Hollow is the correct answer. Yay. That's my favorite Burton film, by the way. Um, <clears throat> next we have Mr. Rizkruski, Elsa Van Helsing, Edgar Gore, Sparky. David. Yeah, uh, Frankenweenie. Frankenweenie is the correct answer. Here's the next one. Bob the Goon. Carl Grissom. David. David. Batman. Batman. Right out the gate. Yes, it's Batman. Right. Alexander Knox was next, and Jack Napier. Vicky Vale. Bruce Wayne. Next one. Esmeralda. Jim. Peg Boggs. The inventor, Kim Boggs, Edward. I'm um,
3: David. <laughs> David?
1: Oh. Corpse Bride? I-
0: incorrect.
1: Mark Edward Mark. Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. Oh, crap. Answer. Here's the next
3: Different one. Different name. Different name in Corpse Bride.
0: Here's the next one Jack Portman, Mr. Baron, Abe Portman. Alma Peregrine.
1: Oh, Mrs. Mark. Yep. Uh, Mrs. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. That's correct. I didn't think of the based whole on if you
0: Yeah, if you could think of the title, that was more the, the, the challenge on that question. The <laughs> I or not. You he the made movie.
3: that movie. I didn't even see yeah. it. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> Here's the next one. Limbo. Karubi. Diana. Atar. Ari. Fade, Captain Leo Davidson. David? David? Is this Big Fish? It's not Big Fish. It's the movie before Big Fish. Mark? Mark. Uh.
1: Was that Planet of the Apes?
0: It is Planet of the Apes. Oh. Here's the next one. Two more. Oh, God. Poodle Lady. Ice Princess Chip Shrek Oswald Cobblepot David David Batman Returns Batman Returns huh. is the correct answer. Sylvia <laughs> <Celine laughs> Kyle, Bruce Wayne. Last one. Tom Mason. Kathy O'Hara. Dolores Fuller Bunny Beckenridge. Mark and Ed, yeah. Ed Wood. Ed Wood is the correct answer. All right, let me add these up here. It was a close match, but David, you came in second place. Mark, you are a winner this week in Burton's Peeps.
1: Oh, wow, yay. Bummer. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I've, yeah, I didn't feel like I did great, but. You pulled out that one at the end. What was the. Put, put you over the top? Ed Wood, oh.
0: That's why I did eleven of these and not ten. It
1: helped that like that funny <laughs> Breckenridge is like an actual person, so I was like, oh okay. That yeah, was... I wasn't sure how many to give away because the next
0: was Bela Lugosi. I almost put the amazing oh. <laughs> in. I almost had the amazing Criswell in here, but I was like, yeah, it's gonna give it away right away. <laughs> I think so. All right, well, that's games. Let's move on now. Let's get down now. Uh, let's get down to feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. feedback. Thank you we go over there. questions and answers on our Facebook page, paper.com out now podcast. We asked a number of questions to the listeners, and they gave us uh, some questions that we can answer as well. Um, but first up, we have a poll. Uh, each week Out Now, we put up a poll that places two movies against each other in a death match, where the film that is voted for the most gets to live, and the other one gets erased from existence completely. And this week, I did a Disney showdown: Beauty and the Beast versus Aladdin.
1: Ooh! Between those, are those two, formidable. You know, challenge combatants. Yes,
0: I I'm aware. I made this challenging on purpose this week. But w- between those two, between with you guys, where would you what would you pick between Beauty and the Beast or Aladdin?
3: Uh, like on a on a des- deserted island, what am um, I going to be stuck watching more?
0: No, as in one of these movies is going to be erased from existence entirely, and the other does not get erased. Which which so, one do you vote for to save?
1: I'll Gosh. go. I'm gonna go with and and I love both of these movies, so it's not like I'm chastising one, but uh, I'm going to go with the first animated film to be nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture. <laughs> Beauty, Beauty and the Beast. All so, right. if for no other reason than that's like bit of film history. David, how about you?
3: Oh, man, this is so tough. I would probably get rid of uh, Aladdin. for no Yeah, one.
0: I'd go Aladdin too. Yeah. Uh... As I a mean, Return uh, of Jafar. No, I go Aladdin. Like I, <laughs> it's a difficult. It's a. Difficult, it's a <laughs> um,
3: I think it's a more entertaining movie, but I feel like Beauty and the Beast being such a perfectly crafted animated movie. Uh, I think we need more of those to, to stick around.
1: So my my Beauty and the Beast is the one to save. Yes. No. Yeah. Okay. We, I, I just I, want I to understand. clarify.
0: Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah we're, we're so we're, we're the three of us are saving Beauty and the Beast. And right, it looks okay. like um, all of us are in the the, uh, the clear here because Beauty and the Beast won this poll uh, for fifty eight percent to forty two percent. Gotcha. So it was close. Yeah, you know, people people had, people had their sides to take, but yeah, we are now erasing well, Aladdin from existence.
1: The, it in uh, Aladdin's defense, that voice performance by Robin Williams so great. You know, I mean, one of the great voice performances, I think. So
0: it does the job. I don't disagree. <laughs> but it's gone now. It does not exist anymore, so I don't even know what movie you're talking about. Let's, um, let's move into feedback now. Let's get into our questions. Um, feel free to lend in your guys' uh, response as well. <clears throat> First one we have here. What are your favorite films about the circus? Philip writes Batman Forever, my favorite <laughs> of the early Batman films. Alan has The Greatest Showman and Freaks. Greg has Freaked. Ruben has Freaks and The Greatest Showman. Uh, Scott has Big Fish. Christopher has Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted, and Trapeze. Mike has Batman Forever. Justin has Didn't Think About Batman Forever, but yeah, also Greatest Showman. I loved it. And The Elephant Man. Jeffrey has Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, it counts. Uh, Scott has The Circus from 1928 with Charlie Chaplin. Todd has Freaks, Big Top Pee Wee, and The Circus. And Chris has, as always, Killer Clowns. (laughs) Uh, That's funny.
1: Well, and I mean, in addition to a lot of the ones that were already said, I'm going to add Trapeze, which is a 1956 film starring Burt Lancaster, Tony Curtis, and Gina Lola It's an enjoyable film. Mm-hmm. Try to think of other. Big circus
0: movies. No well, I mean, the, uh, no one said the greatest show on earth. <laughs> the, I was going to
1: say the best much maligned,
0: p- much maligned best picture winner. <laughs> best picture winner.
1: I, I actually, I don't hate that film. So I no,
0: mean, I don't think it's a bad movie. It's just like I don't know about that being a best picture. It's definitely not my <laughs>
1: least. It's not. It, it's it's sort of famously often chastised as like one of the worst best picture winners. I I can think of other worse ones, but what are, what are some worse ones you could think about? But, you know, I don't. No, I don't wanna. Let's, <laughs> you don't want to play that game? Not really. Not... Okay, no problem. <laughs> uh,
0: that's like a that's Dave? another
1: show. Yeah. Okay.
0: David, did you have any? Uh...
3: Can
1: you repeat it?
0: <coughs> circus movies.
3: <laughs> Just Dumbo. <laughs> Big top. Yeah. Movie. Well, Dumbo, of
0: course. Well, Dumbo, I... Dumbo certainly counts. The... Yeah. Yeah, that's the good one. Speaking of which, what are your favorite films featuring elephants? Christopher writes the Legend of Tarzan, George of the Jungle, and Disney's Tarzan. Philip has Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Greg has The Protector. Justin has Operation Dumbo Drop. Chris has the party with Peter Sellers. Todd has The Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Reuben has Water for Elephants. Tammy has Water for Elephants, and Alan has The Jungle Book. There's another scene in Pee Wee's Big Adventure that I just remember that I think made me laugh a ton. It's after it's when Pee Wee's like he's escaping. Uh, he just gets his bike and he escapes from the film studio. And he he runs outside, and around the corner are a blue and red elephant. He just goes ah, and he runs away. <laughs> just it's like so <laughs> random. <laughs> he just sees two large elephants that are both blue and red. It's just like where did this come from? But uh, that made me laugh. Anyway, any favorite movies of elephants? Those were pretty, pretty much it. I think uh, you named <laughs> them all. I, I will shout. What Nick about the Protector is a great pick with Tony Ja, because he's all about saving his elephant in that movie. But, uh, but
1: yeah. Mark yeah, I I, w- I would say Jungle Book, the animated uh, would be one of my favorites. Yeah, all right Nobody
3: mentioned Operation Dumbo Drop, right?
0: It came up. No, it came up okay. once. Okay. With uh, with Ray Liotta and Danny Glover, classic.
1: <laughs> nobody mentioned. <laughs> nobody mentioned Gus Van Sant's Elephant.
0: Yeah, not too many uh elephants in that movie. What
1: About Elephant Man.
0: That guy... Got... Mm, that was up in the circus category. It didn't come up in this one though. Was that? Those, a, are, two, was that movie, those are two rough choices, is it a by the way. Circus?
1: Exactly. I think is that I, more I, of a, I cr- think it's a or a I mean, sideshow?
0: I, or... I think we could use this a little liberally. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sideshow. But yeah. it's a great film. But... Yeah. Very sad. Um, yeah. Anyway. Next question we have: What are your favorite Tim Burton movie performances? Renee has Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Danny DeVito, and Michelle Pfeiffer, and Batman and Batman Returns. Alan has Winona Ryder in Beetlejuice, Johnny Depp in Sweeney Todd, and Ewan McGregor in Big Fish. Uh, Chris has Depp and Edward Scissorhands in. And. Oh, never mind. Uh, Nguyen has Miranda Richardson in Sleepy Hollow, Albert Finney in Big Fish, Michael Keaton in Beetlejuice, and especially Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns. Steven has Johnny Depp and Ed Wood. Uh, let's see. Justin has Keaton in Beetlejuice, Depp and Edward Scissorhands. And Todd has Martin Landau and Ed Wood, Jack Nicholson and Batman, Vincent Price and Were Scissor Hands, Elizabeth Daly and Big Top, Big Pee Wee's P- 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 Big Adventure. Uh, yeah, those.
2: Uh,
1: oh, and he add, okay, did, he adds, and also Michael Keaton and Beetlejuice. Okay. Did, did somebody say Johnny Depp in Ed Wood? Yeah.
3: Okay. Up. Yeah.
1: That. Uh, I think Ed Wood has such so many great performances, and I, and then I heard Martin Lando. Those are really good. Martin Lando's good.
0: Even like Bill Murray is so throwaway in that movie, but like he just comes in with some zingers in that movie that just make me laugh so much. But, uh, any other uh, favorite Tim Burton movie performances? Hmm. I. Th- I mean. I, um. I th- like. I. Johnny Depp was mentioned for Sweeney Todd. I do think Helena about Carter is really good in Sweeney Todd. Also, like I do think she has a lot to do in that movie that works as far as both kind of like singing and being involved in the kind of the story that's being told. But, um, and uh, Alan Rickman though is great. in Todd. <laughs> like he really brings it.
1: Oh, uh, you know, actually I'll, I'll take up for a, a more recent uh Tim Burton production and that's big eyes. I, it's not uh, one that people talk about very much, but I, I think, and then uh, Amy Adams, I, I, I think kind uh, of Christoph Waltz too is very good in that, but I, I actually, I like big eyes quite a bit. It's one of probably yeah, one of my my favorite Tim Burton movies of the last like, you know, whatever 10 years. That's
0: fair. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um I would agree though. I do think the, uh, the Adam's particularly she has the bigger part and like a lot to work with. I mean, yeah, that's a it's a strong role.
1: Um Yeah, Amy Adams is 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 really the 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 part, but um but I mean, I I enjoy Christoph Waltz too, so
0: all right, next one. Which actors would you like to see work with Tim Burton again? Uh, Luke writes, none. Burton relies far too much on using the same people over and over. Alan writes, Catherine O'Hara, Jack Nicholson, and Alec Baldwin. Nguyen has Alison Loman and Ewan McGregor. And Todd has Christopher Walken and Alan Arkin. You know, it's surprising there's not a, a lot of Walken in Tim Burton films. He's got, like, two, I think. He's got, what, Sleepy Hollow and Batman Returns. There's not a lot of Walken, who seems like a guy that would probably work with Burton all the time if he could. Mm-hmm. More walking. More walking in Burton. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I agree with this. And did... I guess Keaton by default now, because I need to see him make up for whatever the hell happened in Dumbo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did anybody say uh, Winona Ryder? No. Because she in, she's in Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, and then she did one of the voices in Frankenweenie, and, and those are some of my favorite Tim Burton movies, so if the next thing she did with him was at that level, I'd be... Very happy,
3: David. anything you want to add on that? Okay. No I, I everything everyone listed all great performances. I mean I if I had to pick one, it would probably be Jack Nicholson's joker. It was just so pivotal in in my mind as far as like as far as Besper Burton performances yeah yeah,
0: sure. all right, last question we have here. Do you have a special talent? Uh, Mike writes, I go into social settings, and get whole groups of people to avoid me, <laughs> okay and uh chris writes he speeds on the water all right <laughs> you guys have any special talents
1: well i don't i keep this kind of hidden but i write movie reviews
3: so <laughs> 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 if everyone david, does take, it nifty, is it special hmm
0: <laughs> david you take you take uh, nifty photos right that's yeah, a special talent yeah they're
3: pretty nifty i don't think it's special though all right
1: good to, <laughs> good to believe in yourself i guess um, I, I, could, I can name the artists of every number one song from 1955 through i'd say the 90s it's pretty good Wow, that's
0: pretty, that's pretty good that's impressive all right uh that was that now feedback
1: feedback feedback feedback
0: thank you let's start wrapping these up now let's uh let's move into uh, out now presents what's out now these movies that are coming out on blu-ray 4k dvd streaming and all that uh, first up on blue on home release this week we have uh, and feel free to give a yay or nay to these as uh, I say them we have a uh, bumblebee, which I, which I quite liked. I thought bumblebee was quite good.
1: Yeah, I, I did see that. I didn't actually ever write a review for it, but I, I enjoyed that. Let's see the mule, the uh, Clint Eastwood film.
0: I didn't <laughs> get around to seeing this. No one saw the mule. No one has anything. I there?
1: saw the mule. I I was not crazy about it. I didn't hate it, but I, I wasn't – I didn't think it was I, – I, I didn't – I wouldn't tell people to go run out and see it.
0: Yeah, that's part of why I didn't race out and go see it. So just like, yeah, all
1: right, one of these. Um, Vice. <sighs> Not a fan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's see. it has <laughs> moments, but uh, I mean Christian Bale's performance is good. And, and there are some amusing jokes, but I, I wasn't – like overall, I wasn't crazy about it.
0: The Man Who Killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. This is a Sam Elliott film that's much more serious than that title would seem to imply. Um, I've not seen it yet, but I'm certainly interested because he's a man that killed Bigfoot and, and, and Hitler, so that just makes sense. I want to see that. Um, let's see. Nancy Drew and the Hidden Staircase. This movie like just came out in like a few theaters and is now coming out on Blu-ray this week, so you know, whatever was going on Nancy Drew, like, this, is, this is the treatment that she got, apparently, for a movie. <laughs> um... Yeah, let's see, new to streaming this week, uh, The Highwaymen, which I talked about earlier, was not a fan, that's on Netflix, also on Netflix, Netflix, uh, Santa Clarita Diet se- Season 3, I do like this show quite a bit, with uh, Timothy Oliphant and Drew Barrymore, it's a zombie show, uh, I'm a fan. Um, let's see, All About Nina, this is a movie that came out last year with uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead in common, about a stand-up comedian, which I think is quite good, uh, but it's on Netflix now, so it's very easy to see. And uh, Monster House which is a film Abe and I are big fans of. And that's on Netflix as well. Uh, David, are you a fan of Monster House?
3: I love Monster House. That's all.
0: Good. (laughs) It's a good movie. I like Monster House quite a bit.
2: Um,
0: Let's see. On Amazon Prime this week, we have uh, Hannah, which is the adaptation of the Hannah movie that came out like a while back. Uh, They got a whole TV series built out around it. I saw the pilot of it because I think it it came out like the night, like the Oscars were promoting it, I believe. Like, it, like its pilot episode was up, so I watched that first episode. Now, yeah, if you like the film Hannah, this one is basically doing it again, but in a TV show form. So, like, i we'll see if I, if I if I keep going through it. But the pilot was fine. Uh, let's see, Cold War is on Prime now, which is I was a huge fan of Cold War. It was on my top ten. Uh, let's see, In a World is on Prime, which is another film I was a big big fan of. And a quiet place is now on prime as well for fans of a quiet place, or people that have not caught up with it for some reason and now want to see it. So yeah, that's that's what's out. That's that's a uh, out now. Out. Now, let's see next week's show. Next week will be taught. What's next week? Next week is a Shazam. Shazam's coming out next week. Shazam and uh and Pet Cemetery. We'll probably do mainly Shazam, although we might do a double with Pet Cemetery and Shazam. So we'll see what happens. They're both super hilarious, I'm sure. Um, let's see. Last thing we do here, what should people go and see now, and what do you plan to see next? Mark Hoban, what should people see in theaters right now?
1: Um, I would say Us. I think that's that's the best movie I've seen this year, and, and it's currently playing it everywhere. So go see that. Us. Cool. What do you see next? Uh, you know, I'm going to. It would have been Shazam, but since I've seen that now, I, I'm going to see uh, Pet Cemetery. I'm, I'm here, and I was kind of like not. Feeling it because the there's it's there's another pet cemetery that came out i believe in the 80s and it's not good but uh my understanding is this one is good so i'm gonna check it out
0: you you are correct in that that pet cemetery is not good but fred gwynn (laughs) is great in that movie i'll say that much he's he's great but the rest of it no um yeah i'm I'm looking forward to it too I've, i've heard lots of good things and well, I can't say that Stephen King things have been better recently, mainly because I wasn't a fan of it. I know many people are, but also Dark Tower was terrible. So who cares? <laughs> so it seems like it's still hit or miss, but uh, we'll see. Uh, David, what should people see in theaters right now?
3: Uh, I'll uh, Not Dumbo, but I mean, <laughs> Captain Marvel's still there and I, I need to see us and Shazam next.
0: All right. Uh, yeah, I'd recommend us as well. I'd also recommend Apollo Eleven if you uh, can see it, because it's a, it's a really solid documentary. I, I believe it's still out too. And uh, tricky, but like if if you can deal with the what's going on in it, Hotel Hotel Mumbai is a good. It's a it's well made. I'd, I'd be curious to hear more reaction to it, because it's a it's a well made movie. It's just it's a tough watch for sure. Um, but yeah, Pet Cemetery is what I'm seeing next. And with all that said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Out Now Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work on my personal blog, DakotaZeke.com. All my reviews end up over there. You can also find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Mark Hoban, where can people find more of you online?
1: You can find more of my reviews on my personal blog, FastFilmReviews.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter, Mark underscore Hoban. David, yeah, where can
3: people find more of you? I'm on EndorExpress.net. And I'm also on Instagram for uh, at coeteboy at c-o-h-e-t-e-b-o-y and also uh, a tiki account called uh, at enchanted tiki bar
0: all right um you can find all the other episodes about now with their name on itunes as well as on Audio Boom, spotify and stitcher feel free to email us at now podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on facebook facebook.com podcast and twitter.com slash now underscore podcast uh send us plenty of uh scary elephant gifts involving Dumbo over at com to make sure abe sees all of those and uh yeah all that said thank you david and mark for joining me today to talk Dumbo thank you thank you for having me for sure glad to have you guys as always Uh, and uh yeah look out next week for the magic word shazam but until then until next time so long and goodbye
3: Are you ready to Dumbo?
0: I like how they're like, we have Michael Buffer, we might as well get him to do it twice. <laughs> when he did it the second time, this was like, it? Are okay. you
3: ready to
0: Dumbo? Yeah, he said. let's get was, said, let's get, get, let's get ready, let's get to ready Dumbo. for Dumbo.
3: <laughs> yeah, there, there you go.